This is my creation, the blog of Michael Arruda. Today I'm reviewing The Exorcist Believer. Let's get this out of the way immediately. The Exorcist Believer 2023 is nowhere near as bad as critics are saying. Not even close. The biggest knock against it is it's part of a genre, demons and exorcisms, that has strayed very far from what audiences saw in the original The Exorcist back in 1973. All too often, including over-the-top silly scenes of religious types shouting at possessed children with enough special effects to make both Disney and Steven Spielberg proud. But the climactic exorcism scene in The Exorcist Believer, while not great, is much better than the clinkers described above. Really, the most important thing you need to know about The Exorcist Believer is that it was written and directed by David Gordon Green, the man who wrote and directed the most recent Halloween trilogy, which was also panned by critics and many fans. So chances are, if you didn't like those movies, you won't like this movie either. But I enjoyed those films, especially the last one, Halloween Ends, from 2022. Many people found the direction which Green took in that climactic film to be a disappointment as he added new characters and depth to the trilogy and took screen time away from Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode and demonic Michael Myers. But since their storyline had been done to death in so many previous movies, I found Green's take gutsy and refreshing. He does the same thing here with the exorcist believer. He adds new characters and depth to the series, even while bringing back a main character from the original The Exorcist, Chris McNeil, played by Ellen Burstyn. What critics are calling slow and boring, I experienced as patient storytelling, setting the stage for a pretty dramatic finale. The Exorcist series has been exceedingly uneven. The original movie, The Exorcist, is not only one of the best horror movies ever made, it also stands on its own as being one of the best movies ever made. Its sequel, Exorcist II, The Heretic, from 1977, was dreadful. The third film in the series, The Exorcist Three from 1990, is sort of a standalone film starring George C. Scott, and it has developed a cult following over the years, which is no surprise since it's very good. Then there was the prequel, Exorcist The Beginning in 2004, which was meh, and now The Exorcist Believer. The Exorcist Believer opens in Haiti, where we meet New, where we meet photographer Victor Fiedling, played by Leslie Odom Jr., and his very pregnant wife, enjoying a working vacation, which is interrupted by a catastrophic earthquake, which severely injures Victor's wife. The action switches to 13 years later, where we find Victor 
living in Georgia with his 13-year-old daughter, Angela, played by Lydia Jewett, and we learn that Victor's wife died in the earthquake, but doctors were able to save his daughter. The film takes its time with this segment and the next, and admittedly moves slowly, but even at this slow pace, does a nice job creating its characters. For horror fans expecting jump scares and gore, they will no doubt be disappointed early on with this one, but the drama increases when Angela and her very religious middle school friend Catherine, played by Olivia O'Neill, hike off into the woods to hold a seance so Angela can talk to her deceased mother. When the girls don't come back home, Victor and Angela's parents, Miranda, played by Jennifer Nettles, and Tony, played by Norbert Leo Boots, call the police, and suddenly the neighborhood is on alert, looking for missing children. There's some social commentary here that works nicely, as you have Victor, a person of color, interacting with Miranda and Tony, a white and very conservative and religious Southern couple, neither of whom knew each other before their daughters disappeared together, and their conversations and attitudes towards each other are not always pleasant. Three days later, the girls return, as if nothing had happened. And after doctors run a myriad of tests, they conclude that the girls were not physically or sexually harmed. However, shortly thereafter, both girls begin to act strange, very strange, as in freaking their parents out strange. As things grow even weirder, and with doctors struggling to understand, a nurse at the hospital, Anne, played by Anne Dowd, confides in Victor that they may be dealing with demonic possession. An idea Victor scoffs at, as he no longer believes in God, since his life has been a shambles, losing his wife in an earthquake, and now about to commit his daughter to a mental institution. But Anne gives him a book to read, written by Chris McNeil, played by Ellen Burstyn, based on her experiences years earlier when her own daughter Reagan was possessed, in events chronicled in the original The Exorcist. After reading the book, Victor seeks out Chris for advice, and she agrees to return with him to see his daughter eventually setting the stage for, you got it, a climactic exorcism. I poke fun, but the exorcism sequence at the end of the movie is actually pretty good. Visually, it's nothing we haven't seen before, but it's the idea behind it that makes this one worthwhile. Chris says she has researched demonic possession for years since the events with her daughter, and she has learned a lot, and her take on it is that different religions and cultures all have their rituals and ideas on how to deal with it. But fighting evil would be easier if they all worked together. Strength in numbers and in cultures. So Victor pretty much assembles a team of exorcists from different religions and backgrounds, starting with himself and Catherine's parents, and also including the minister at Catherine's church, the nurse, Anne, who had once intended to become a nun, a Catholic priest, a spiritualist, and Victor's empathetic neighbor. The idea that it's the people working together who hold the most strength fighting evil demons 
is a neat one. While I generally liked The Exorcist Believer, the screenplay by director David Gordon Green, Peter Sattler, and Scott Teams doesn't address at all the source of the demonic possession. The two girls go off into the woods, and what happens to them is never revealed. Uh, that's kind of a major omission in a tale about demonic possession. Was the devil hanging out in the woods? Did the girls accidentally discover a secret passageway into hell? The film provides no answers. The movie is also admittedly very slow-paced, which didn't bother me at all much, because it does a good job with character development and backstories. Ellen Burstyn's Chris has a backstory of the strained relationship with her now adult daughter, Reagan, who is so angry about her mother's book that she stopped talking to her. And Chris has spent years not knowing where or how Reagan is. And the demon takes advantage of this, taunting Chris, telling her that Reagan is in hell with them. On the other hand, Chris does not play as prominent a role here as expected. It's a rather minor return for Ellen Burstyn. Supposedly, she didn't agree to reprise the role until the producers doubled her salary. But Leslie Odom Jr. is superb in the lead role as Victor, the man who eventually takes charge and leads the way towards making the climatic exorcism happen. When he finds the Catholic priest who had been refused permission to participate in the exorcism by his bishops. Praying in his car, he tells him the fight is inside the house. In other words, get your butt out of your car and do something. The movie is also not that scary, but the depth of the story and the characters goes a long way towards making up for the lack of scares. And no, the Exorcist Believer is not as good as The Exorcist, which is honestly a ludicrous comparison, an unfair comparison, and one that really shouldn't be made. Few movies, let alone sequels, are as good as The Exorcist. Not as bad as critics are saying, The Exorcist Believer is a solid horror movie that, in spite of some flaws, offers a fresh take on the Exorcist series. I give it two and a half stars, which means that this movie is good.